This is Today's Business Leaders, actionable advice from real-world professionals. And now, here's your host, Gabe Arnold. All right. Today with us, I have uh, my friend, Zach Ellison. Um, he's the founder of ZeskUp.com. That's Z-E-S-K-U-P.com. And uh, today, we're going to hear a little bit about his story, um, how he got started, um, why he founded that company. And also, um, I'm going to pick his brain and learn a little bit more about what he's found to be successful in sales and in entrepreneurship. So thanks for being with us today, Zach. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. So I always like to, in the beginning, just kind of give everybody a little bit of a background about, um, you know, who you are and kind of how you got started. So tell me a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and how that how that led to, um, you know, starting Zescop. So when I first started, it was actually about five years ago. And I was kind of testing new things. I had been on the national team for rowing before that and kind of wanted to do my own thing. I had done a few uh, corporate jobs and sales and didn't really enjoy it. I, I kind of wanted to do my own thing. So I actually kind of went into the financial tech realm, uh, working with point of sale systems, as well as peer to peer lending platforms. And then I really got into consulting other startups, uh, you know, working in kind of like marketing strategy and business strategy. So I felt the need to kind of start my own company. And that's kind of where Zescup came. So o over the years, there was a lot of trial and error. There's a lot of, uh, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say failures, but um, I had a I had one pretty, I don't want to say bad, but a different business partner. And <clears throat> that's kind of where I decided to kind of branch out on my own and build my own team kind of uh, with, uh, with uh, Zescup. Because before that, uh, you know, the previous team, um, you know, we, we're doing about 200,000 to 250,000. We're doing a lot of tech projects uh, every two months. So, you know, we're doing really well, but it just wasn't uh, what I wanted to do. I wanted to kind of work with people from the ground up uh, and kind of uh, help them, you know, formulate their business in a way that uh, was going to be scalable and not just a kind of one and done format, which is uh, what the previous uh, previous business was I wanted to kind of work with them in the beginning uh, through the middle portion and then I, obviously after you know helping them with uh, you know scaling and, and making sure that they don't hit a plateau excellent that makes sense what do you think is with your experience of obviously kind of the the, the company that you were involved in before that that wasn't a fit and now you're really focused on helping you know entrepreneurs go from idea to actually being able to scale up what do you think is the the challenge or the struggles or things that you've seen where, like, give me an example where somebody had a good idea, but they were going about it the wrong way so that they weren't going to be able to scale. Whereas if so, you get, if you get involved and help them, what, what's the difference in that path, you know, compared to a strategy that actually helps you scale up to a bigger size? So, yeah, I mean, so first of all, there, there are a lot of ideas, but <clears throat> being able to fully recognize how and what and why that idea is actually going to be successful. Um, a lot of people forget about th th even little things, you know, accounting, uh, legal. They forget about the software. They forget about paying for servers. They forget about uh, yeah. you know, adding, <laughs> adding the right, you know, adding the right individuals. I mean, there's 
there's so many different things. And, you know, I've been there before too. It was like, Hey, uh, you know, one of my first, uh, one of my first starts was actually for rowing. Um, and it was kind of, Hey, I have this great idea of connecting rowing machines. So let's do this and let's kind of, you know, build, build the initial component. Let's get the MVP out. And then it was, Oh, we forgot about this. We forgot about the fact that, you know, if we have X amount of individuals, it's going to cost us much on a server. Do we have this funding? At the mm-hmm. same time, you know, we didn't even set up the, you know, we kind of went as an LLC and not a C corp. So there's so many different things that kind of, is, uh, you know, went into play that you had to almost take a, a step back and be like, oh, you know, we, we didn't count this as an expenditure. We didn't yeah. count, uh, you know, all these different things, all these different people that you have to bring in and you can outsource all you want, but if you're in the middle of already kind of having a product out there, it, it's actually really hard to, you know, finalize those things and get the right people on board instead of doing that in advance and having kind of a, a team set up so that each and every aspect is covered. Um, so that, that's for me was kind of the biggest thing, you know, between, just having an idea, you know, you can have a good team, make a good mobile app or maybe a, you know, a SaaS, you know, whatever, whatever it may be, maybe it's even a physical product, but there's so many other things that kind of get thrown aside. And those happen to be things that can kind of stop a business. They can actually, you know, stop you from being successful. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So do you think it's, where do you think that like the struggles for people? Is it just lack of experience? So they don't even know to think about those things or do they not have a good format of how to structure something? Cause when somebody, cause I've had plenty of people come to me with the ideas too. And then just like you said, uh-huh. they forget, they forget something critical like, Oh yeah, you're going to need a server for that. Or you're going to need a system, you know, administrator because you're talking about, you know, thousands of users and all this, you know, all this backend that needs to be mm-hmm. monitored. How, how does somebody that has an idea, take the right step forward in covering all those areas we talked about from team to technical. I mean, there's a huge spread of little details that only an experienced, you know, founder would know. Uh huh. So this is what I think. I, I think uh, if you are doing a startup, if you're able to look at yourself and say, I'm good at X amount of things, but I don't know everything about these things, or I'm not a professional in these things, you have to be able to, and willing to accept that and be able to kind of push yourself to getting the right people on the team. Now, they don't need to be longstanding team members. And I think that's also another common uh, problem that people think. They think, oh, I need a full-time CTO. I need someone that's going to do, you know, audits for the code. You know, like I said, let's say it's a mobile app or mm-hmm. they, they think they need to hire all these people full-time and give them parts of the equity. They think, you know, all these different kind of pieces are actually needed. And a lot of them are, but they don't need to be a fully formulated part of the next three years, which is typically, you know, how most are. Yeah. 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 Just kind of look at. So if you're a founder, you know, if you have a great idea, if you've gotten something that is actually viable, it has conceptual merit, you have to be able to kind of look at yourself and think, okay, I, I can get myself to this point. What do I need to get to the next point? And that to me, with a lot of the startups I've worked with or a lot of the companies I've worked with uh, who are, you know, two years in, um, 
they were able to kind of realize, okay, this is how I move forward. I need experience in, you know, this realm. I, I need a new development team. I need to add this to the team. And if you're able to realize that, you know, you may be getting profits right away, but if you don't put that back into the company, you're kind of a one and done. You, you kind of get to a certain point where you're going to make money, but you're not going to be able to really do anything with it, especially after, you know, maybe you're getting a lot of people saying, hey, you know, maybe, maybe you're throwing surveys out there. Maybe you've got your marketing automation down right where people are starting to, you know, contact you and you don't have a strong customer service team. Um, yeah. That was the problem actually with uh, another company that I had worked with was they did everything right except for the customer service and you have enough people not be answered. It, it throws everything, you know, down yeah. the drains basically. Yeah, no kidding. In your, in the startups that you've started, um, what has been your greatest strength? Like what have you focused on since you're good at it? And then comparatively, like how have you brought in other people to kind of supplement your weaknesses? Cause I think that's excellent advice. Like really just being objective and saying, Hey, I'm great at these things, but I'm probably not so good or maybe even horrible at other things. Um, how has that worked out like for you in the past? So for me, first of all, it didn't work out in the past for a few. It was me kind of saying, I can do everything. I can figure this out. I can watch a few videos. I, I, you know, I can do this, this and that. And I was kind of stubborn, so it didn't work out. But what I figured out was, okay, the main thing that I feel you need is a strong marketing strategy, very strong marketing strategy. And you need to do everything you can to work on your business, not in it. And when I first started a few, I was working too much in the business and I wasn't able to kind of take myself out of, you know, the day-to-day -day things and kind of think, okay, this is our new addition. This is what we need to have. This is, uh, you know, the general, uh, you know, general explanation of what we're doing, but I need to have a more thorough, I, I need to kind of look at every single aspect. Do I need new UI? Do I need, you know, a better format, do, do I need more automation, whatever the case may have been, when you get stuck in your business, you can't really work on it. And I would say for me, you could have a good uh, SaaS software, a good, good mobile app, but if you have a bad marketing strategy, I don't think it's going to go anywhere because, you know, there are hundreds, hundreds of these apps being thrown out there uh, daily. And at the other end of the spectrum, if you have a bad software system, but you have a good marketing strategy, you can actually get people to sign up, but you're not going to do too well. So you have to find that middle ground of putting money into the business through marketing, getting the right branding, getting the right feel you know, for the app, allowing people to truly use your software. At the same time, you need to be very, very focused on making sure that whatever your startup is, it functions properly because if you throw out, uh, you know, software without a strong beta, a strong testing, a strong, you know, QA, all these different things, you're going to fail. Um, it, it's very common because so many businesses get it right now where they push the idea of, okay, maybe we're not launching this month. Maybe we need an extra four weeks to do testing and our marketing strategy isn't up to par we're going to wait. We're going to wait this out. We're going to be kind of headstrong. 
And for me, if you get the marketing strategy right, you take time to do proper audits. You make sure that your code is up to par, uh, or if it's a physical product, you know, whatever the case may be. I would say for me, the marketing strategy, truly putting money into your business for that was, I mean, it has been, it's been the biggest, uh, biggest change for me. Yeah, that's, that's excellent advice. I think you're right too. It's that, I mean, obviously without really strong marketing and, and depending on how you're selling or how big your product, you know, the cost of your product is your sales piece of it is, is key. Um, Cause I always say like, which which isn't true, which you just point out, but I always have the saying like sales cures all. <laughs> um, and yeah, in some yeah. sense, in, in some senses it does, but then you're right. Like if you haven't actually solved the real problem with, you know, having a product that actually, you know, fixes the issues or solves the problems or is a high quality product, then you can be the best salesperson in the world or have the best marketing plan ever. And you're still going to end up in trouble, like you said. So it is a marriage of, of both piece, you know, both parts, which makes sense. So that's, mm-hmm. that's definitely great advice. And, and I'm glad you, you know, just kind of share that you, you know, you didn't, you didn't get it right in the beginning and you kind of try to do things all yourself or, or you were, you know, just going about it. And I'm sure at that time, probably the best way you knew how, cause for me yeah. too, I've, I've had that, had that same experience, you know, you start out and you do the best you can, but, but the longer I'm in the game, you know, of entrepreneurship, I realize that I can grow a lot faster and more successfully by bringing in, you know, partners that are good at, good at what they mm-hmm. do. Um, like in my business, you know, in my business, it's, um, you know, I'm, I am not any good at doing the accounting work or doing the financials or something like that. I can, I can put together a strategy and I can sell whatever, you know, comes in my way. But when it comes down to actually like managing the money, like a CFO should, that's what my partner's for. Cause I'm just absolutely horrible at that. There wouldn't be a business without, without. <laughs> so, and that's the thing like that, that, that's always been the frustrating thing for me too. It's like, you hear all these stories about, you know, oh, startups fail and you're going to fail before you have success. And you know, the way I kind of went in was, okay, I've found out basically what I thought was everything that causes a startup to fail. There's no way I'm going to, I have a good idea. Uh, I'm working in a great niche. And then it just, you know, it kind of falls in on you and you realize, wow, this is, this is not easy. You can have a great idea. You can have all these things, but if you don't have all the parts together, uh, you're not going to be successful. And maybe you will, maybe there is that, you know, the, the few people that just get lucky. And that's what yeah. it is, because like I said, that the competition's unreal. You know, you look at what you think is going to be a great niche and you can get everything right. But at the same time, if you don't have all everything firing on all cylinders, you're just not going to be as successful as you could be. And you yeah. may be, you know, leaving sometimes thousands, sometimes millions on the table just by not reaching out, putting money back into the business and, you know, finalizing on, on those kind of extrinsic concepts that are going to allow you to be successful. Yeah, no, that's very, very, very true. It's if it was, I mean, I always say if it was easy, everybody would do it and they do it successfully. But business, business is extremely challenging. That's what I love about it. But man, I have, I have a stack of thousands of bad ideas that I've gone through over the years because oh, absolutely, absolutely. Either it was a horrible idea or I just executed on it horribly. And those are, you know, those are kind of the two pieces that definitely, definitely have to be there. (laughs) From a kind of from a you know looking back at everything you've done so far what was like the absolute worst day that you had from a sales perspective or an entrepreneurial perspective or like what was a day looking back that you know you said man I would, I don't ever want to experience that again I think the worst day was kind of botching a pretty big project that uh was in the financial tech realm 
and we had everything together, and I mean everything. And there's a thing called PCI compliance. Yep. <laughs> we had, you know, we thought we had everything together, right? You know, we started doing sales and doing all these things. Well, that kind of audit rolled around, and you know, basically, a portion of the team didn't and obviously you know I'm I'm overseeing part of it so this is my fault too but we didn't have the proper compliance we didn't have the proper uh steps needed we didn't we didn't push enough to get enough audits on the code to make sure that everything was going to be you know in within legalities and it it was a huge it was you know, I think it was something I can't even remember the amount just because that's kind of where I was like I'm done I'm done being an entrepreneur. We had this great idea, and now we we have this long audit. You know, it was over fifty thousand um, dollars to have everything kind of come together. We had to go through all the books. You know, it, it was a close to a five month process, and um, you know, a lot of people that had put money into it all of a sudden were saying, "Hey, you know, this is basically this is ridiculous. Uh, you know, what happened? You know, why all of a sudden?" We're doing so well, you know, we're hitting all these benchmarks and then something like that pops up and it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. And that was kind of where it wasn't just one day. It was like a week of getting phone calls to phone calls and, hey, this is wrong. Hey, you know, we didn't, we didn't do this. Hey, this, you know, this team member, you know, forgot this part, you know, where were you? And that was, I mean, that was a while ago for me. So it was after that day that I had kind of like, it was honestly a low two weeks, to be honest with you. And then you start realizing, okay, you can actually fix this. Like this has happened before right. other companies. But uh, after that, I realized, okay, this is where I need to, you know, realize every single step that you think you have under control, there's probably another five that you don't. So you know, as we've said before in this conversation, make sure you get the right people because if you miss smallest things or what you think are small things, uh, they could end up being very, very big things. It's, it's like not paying taxes on time. It, it, it's a yeah. big deal. Yeah. Business. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That sounds, that sounds like it was quite the uncomfortable learning situation to say the least. <laughs> oh, it was, it was out of control. Yeah. Brutal, man. So, yeah. So yeah, the good, good, you know, word of warning to to pay attention to things like that for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> com- comparatively, what's what's been your absolute best day that, or or one of the best days that you've had, you know, as an entrepreneur? I think with uh, some of my current software, so it's in property preservation, and I went into it with more focus on the customer, not necessarily on the money. And the money's there. That's, I mean, that's fantastic. But we've actually developed a system that is making people email or call or message that said to say, hey, this is fantastic. This makes my job easier. And it's in a kind of stratosphere where it's not an easy job for them. It's actually pretty difficult, right? So they, you know, they're the 1099. I, I call them the 1099 warriors, right? Yeah. They get paid <laughs> off of someone else and... You know, they can do as many jobs as they want or as little, but in the past, in this you know specific field, they weren't getting the technology aspect to kind of work for them. In essence, to me, it was kind of working against them. 
So that to me has been, you know, the biggest thing. We've been, you know, doing beta t- testing for that, uh, getting people to use the system. It, it's just been fantastic. Like they, they've truly uh, enjoyed it. They, they, it's made their life easier. Um, <clears throat> you know, we put it on a great server. We use an AWS. Uh, I, I can't say enough about that. And it's uh, it's 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 really kind of automated their work, so they're able to do more for less. And that, to me, has been just fantastic because finally, you you know, obviously the money's great, but when you hear from real people that are actually using your system, it's so cool to think this person downloaded my application and then the software uh, for the back-end work, and they're truly enjoying it. Like, it's actually making a difference for them. So that, to me, kind of really boosted things. It allowed me uh, to think of more successful ways not again, obviously we're in this for profit. It's a business. Like we want to make money, right. but <laughs> you know, the whole goal now for me is how can I do both things at the same time? How can I get these people, you know, better, better service for them? How can I truly think about the cu- customer, uh, not only from a technical perspective, but that whole customer service perspective. And that's such a huge thing now. You know, you look at all these other companies out there that have automated processes and have made, uh, you know, it a lot easier, like, you know, to do taxes, to do, uh, you know, CRM, to do all, all these different things, like Salesforce, like all, all these different companies, they make it easier for the customer. And I can say I'm a part of that now, which is, uh, you know, I got the first few kind of emails, and it's not like we even asked them to. It's just like, hey, the system's great, you know, thanks. Obviously, you get a few bad ones here or there. It's like, hey, I don't know how to use this part. But right. uh, to me, that that was just, that was fantastic. It truly kind of changed the game and kind of put me into the uh, startup even more. That's awesome. Yeah, when you get unsolicited, like we love what you're doing, emails, you know you're actually solving a real problem. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I send some of those, you know, here and there throughout the year when I'm, I find something and I'm like, this is amazing. I love it. You know, and it works just the way it should. Like then you've really nailed it. So that's that's awesome. That's really cool to hear. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, I appreciate all the time, Zach. Um, before we wrap up, um, two things. Number one, if there's like one line or quote or a little bit of advice that you like to share with with entrepreneurs that are getting uh, started, what is that? And then um, after that, what's the best way that people can reach out to you and, and work with you? I would say this, think outside yourself when you're doing a startup. You want to have the idea, but you know, as we've talked about before, realize that other people are going to be able to do things better than you. And that's frustrating because I think a lot of people are in the same mindset that I'm in. You want to be the best at everything. You want to have, (laughs) you know, this this kind of, you know, drive to be successful at whatever you do. But uh, look, look for, uh, take any advice you can, especially any free advice and run with it. Take criticism. And I know that's not one line, but, I feel like there's a lot of lines that I've gotten over over the past yeah. so many years to to kind of get me to where I am. So uh, I would say any advice is good advice. Take it and leave it. Uh, it's very very helpful. Terrific. Well, thank you. And what what's the best way that people can reach out to you and work with you? Uh, they can check my website out at uh, zeskup.com. Um, and our uh, property preservation software is zeskpro.com. Uh, and that's set to launch in, I think, another two weeks. So 
Uh, we're finishing up beta. And I know uh, real uh, real original with the Zesk Up and Zest Pro, but uh, I like the name. So. <laughs> oh, it's cool. It has, it has a nice ring to it. I, I like it. It's, it stands out. So. Yeah. Terrific. Well, thank you so much for being on with us today, Zach. I appreciate your time and your insight. I know everybody um, listening is going to enjoy it and definitely reach out to Zach. Again, you can reach him at zeskup.com. That's Z-E-S-K-U-P.com. And uh, we'll have you again on again soon, Zach. Thank you very much. Yeah, really appreciate it. Thanks again. You've been listening to Today's Business Leaders with Gabe Arnold. Remember to subscribe on iTunes. For more information, visit todaysbusinessleaders.com. Yeah.